What's up, everybody? It's Mark Logan, founder of CarCloser.io, and welcome to Closer on Fire, podcast where we help you add fire and fuel to your sales game so you can do more and get better. Today's topic is this. There's a time to shut up, and there's a time to keep selling. And it's your job to know exactly which one that is, so sit back, relax, and let's get into this episode now. Okay, so the title of this episode is really the question that I have for you guys. There's a time to sell and there's a time to shut up in any kind of sales conversation, right? And it's really important that you know the difference. So my question for you is, do you know what that looks like? Because it's fascinating to me how many sales reps actually don't know what this moment looks like and the amount of money they actually miss out on because of it. And I'm going to tell you a story right now in this episode. I went shopping for a couch at the height of the pandemic, okay? Clearly not the best time to buy a couch, right? But my wife and I were moving from L.A. to Philadelphia at the time. Those are the circumstances and the choices were, you know, order a couch online without seeing it or having sat on it or anything like that. And just kind of, you know, cross our fingers and hold our breath, hope that it actually works out and it, you know, fits in the apartment and we actually, you know, like it and those things. Right. Or just, you know, sit on our hardwood floors until who knows when, when this pandemic ends up ending. Right. Or just, you know, suck it up, go to a store, at least find one that's open. Right. And go buy a couch. So ultimately, my wife and I choose option C and. I made it a game. I make everything a game, but I made this a particularly important game where I was determined to make it the fastest couch buying process of all time because I really do hate buying furniture. The whole process, it takes a ton of time, is really annoying to me. So I wanted to make this really quick and really easy. So ultimately what I do is I go into West Elm, the furniture store. Now, my wife and I, we've talked about it. We have you know discussed what kinds of things we like, what kinds of things would look good in the apartment and all that kind of stuff. And I was ready to make a buying decision, really ready to make a buying decision. And I walked into the room, I found a couch that worked, and I said to myself, there we go, boom, this is the one, done deal, let's go, this is going to be so fast. And I told the sales rep my decision. But apparently, she didn't hear a quote-unquote decision. She didn't hear a decision at all. No, she heard me basically firing off every objection under the sun. And she goes off just talking and selling and pretty much doing everything except close and take my money. It was unbelievable to watch. And I want to give you the quick kind of play by play. Okay. So first, she says, so you mentioned that you like something a little bit softer than this one right here. So, you know, I can go find one in the system and everything like that, but something you know, that I have in mind is going to take about six months to get to you. Okay. And I said, yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. But no, thanks. You know, this one gets the job done. And I really need it in a few weeks. You know, we're moving right now. We need to really get ahead of this thing. And I just want this process to be over with. And then I casually ask her the price because I really didn't know the price at that time. I hadn't looked at the tag or anything like that. And she says to me, you know, it's like $3,000. And what I didn't expect is the mass amount of justification that came after that. So after she said it's $3,000, she said, so, you know, it's a little bit on the pricier side. And, you know, we we kind of have, you know, different price options and different levels. And there are cheaper options that you could, you know, go with, et cetera. And I said, no, 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 the, the price is fine. Like, that really sounds good. Thank you. And then came the next one. She says, okay, well, you know, feel free to come back another day after you're done shopping around and looking at other options and things like that. You know, we're open until like 6 p.m., 7 p.m., you know, Monday through Friday, you know, close earlier on Saturdays, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just thinking to myself, wow, <laughs> is she working to not take my money? I'm very entertained at this point. And I say, no, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, I'm done shopping around. I'll actually take this one right here today. Like, that'd be great. And I thought that we were home free at that point. I really did. I thought that that was going to be the, you know, the, the deal maker. But the saga really continues when she 
all of a sudden, after a little bit more conversation, she learns that my wife is actually out of town at the time, right? Like I'm doing this whole process by myself. I'm in the store just shopping and going to buy it and everything like that. And, and she says, oh, your, your wife isn't coming in today? Oh, well, you know, if she can't come in today, I mean, if you want to hold off and you want to bring her in another day, that's totally okay. Like we can totally make that work and everything. And again, I say, no, thanks, but no need. You know, I sent her pictures. We talked. It's all good. And, you know, I thought that that was going to be it. I really did. That was the second time that I thought it was done and the second time that I was actually wrong <laughs> because she had one more for me, one more for the road. We get to the payment options finally. And before taking my credit card, here's what she says to me. She says, okay, so I understand that this item is pricey, but, you know, we do offer financing options if that would be helpful for you. So this one last time, finally, I was just smiling inside and I said, you know, I appreciate it, but no need. And meanwhile, in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, please take my money. Please let me pay you $3,000. Please take this credit card. And it's a really funny story because ultimately she got the sale, right? But that's only because I was qualified and 100% committed when I walked into the door, you know? Not to mention I was playing a game with myself to buy a couch in record time. You know, that's not typically how it goes inside of a sales conversation, especially one that's like, you know, mid to high ticket, whatever, right? So usually this mistake that she made talking too much, continuing to sell all these different things when the deal was already done, this mistake pushes the buyer away and can blow the entire transaction. And I really get it, you know? I mean, she probably gets all of those objections and whatnot 24-7. They're expected. She probably just has a trigger to actually handle them right away and anticipate them and all that kind of stuff, even when somebody doesn't have it. But, you know, it doesn't change anything. You know, I get it, but it doesn't change a thing. Once you close the loop on a sale, and the decision has been made by the buyer, continuing to talk and continuing to present and, you know, give more options and handle objections that don't exist and things like that, all that stuff only sends you backward. And before long, the buyer is now confused and the buyer is now uncertain. And now they're questioning whether they even want the sale or not. They're starting to think of things that they weren't thinking about before, all when they were ready prior to you actually talking. So that's really the anti-sale, right? It pushes people away. So the takeaway from this story here is you got to listen to the buyer and you got to assume nothing. Listen to the buyer and assume nothing. You know, hear the person, ask them questions and hear their response. And if he or she has objections, then great. You know, let them tell you what they are and then you can handle them. And then number two is when the deal is done, just stop selling, close the commitment and collect the cash. Know when your job is done and when it's time to move forward into the next phase, okay? So in other words, when a buyer walks in or when a buyer calls you or when you're on a conversation, the buyer is basically saying, take my money, just take it, <laughs> okay? Just take the money, move on, take the sale, everybody's happy, all right? So, you know, I'm curious if this has ever happened to you. I want you to really keep this in mind when you get onto your sales calls because it's a thing that a lot of people go through. They get nervous, they start to think too much, they start to lose focus on exactly what the prospect is saying, and they start to say all these things they really don't need to right? And they start to kind of lose sight of the fact that the money's already in hand. All they have to do is ask for the credit card information and move forward, okay? So I hope that's helpful for you. I hope you keep that in mind. And I hope you enjoy the next coming episodes of the Closer on Fire podcast. This is episode one, and we have a lot more coming in the future, okay? So with that said, it brings us to the end of this episode here. Thanks for joining us. And until next time, be great. 